still kind of struggling, like, existentially or whatever. Like, I don't know what the meaning of anything is. And, like, honestly, I don't think anyone knows. And I don't think we care at this point. We're just, like, just doing what we're doing, I guess. Especially with the pandemic, I feel like, for me, the mindset is, um, just let life pass me, or just let life pass you by until it's over and then have fun. And again, I'm learning, like, I'm learning you don't have to really wait if you don't want But it's weird, like, again, with my job, like, I have to, like, tell people that rely on me that I don't want to be there. And, like, here's the thing. This is what I'm learning. Like, you don't really want to rely on anything too much just in case it goes away. Because it's, like, it's good. To, I mean, oh, I don't want to talk about this because it has to do, like, with, like, relationship stuff. But, like... I don't want to say to not trust people or let people get close, but, like, the thing about life is that it's so uncertain, you know? And, um... There's a song by Lil Wayne called Comfortable. Um, I'll try to find the instrumental version of it, but... Um... It's like, you can't really get too comfortable. And I don't mean, like... Lifestyle comfortable with, like... I have my, like, soy latte or, like, almond whatever every day. Kind of, like, it's comfortable. My life is... I don't mean really that. I mean, like, even beyond that, like, just expecting the same result every day or, like, a ritual, you know? Like, you just can't determine um, what's going to happen with your job or your body or the weather or um like if there is if there's a pandemic going on or not like these things used to not cross our minds until they happen and i'm just learning that um you just don't know until you know and a lot of time it's too late and we do take stuff for granted but i'm not sitting here trying to tell you to not take stuff for granted because i feel like we hear that enough every day and yeah i get it be thankful and stuff but um here's the thing about human beings that i've learned in the last nine years of just talking to people over and over again like we do like to be in control and like feel like we're in control and i'm just learning that you can really you can only control your your thoughts And sometimes that's the last thing we focus on trying to control. Because it's easy to... um, It's easy to try to control something that's not you. You know?
to look in the mirror and think about your pain. Like, who wants to do that? That's why we watch TV and, like, are on social media and, like, and drinking and all that, like, so that we don't have to deal with our issues, you know? But there comes a time where you come face to face with reality and, and, you know, like, you either prepared or you didn't and you deal with it. So that's what I mean, like, it's fine if you can't control everything around you. It's fine if you, um, heaven forbid, you're not perfect, but it's like, I don't want to be perfect. Like, all that work. And then, like, you're just, I don't know. You're just going to get disappointed because it's not going to come out right because you're too focused on it being perfect and stuff happens. And I don't know. I just try to do great things. Or just good things. I don't know what the world is like, honestly. figure out if I want to go straight home or to the market first. So lucky to even get to choose between going to either of those places. But that's the thing about LA. There's so much like it's such a whoa. It's such a lifestyle based like city where it's like your identity your identity is kind of caught up with the life you kind of live like the friends you have the places you go to on the weekend or on vacations the car you drive the food you eat on the weekends or in the evenings the shows you watch you know, just your activities. A lot of our identity is based on that. According to like our race and all that. And I don't want to get into that, but it's LA. Oh, they just took a picture of a car that passed red light. That sucks. Um, that reminds me, I have to pay my ticket. But yeah, like this city is just a breeding ground for, um, self-comparison you know and and I can't remember a time I compared myself to other people and I ever came out like feeling more positive you know um I think I was watching this YouTube video about envy within like family and stuff and siblings being envious of others I don't think we have that issue in our family I don't can't remember anything and even then like it's pretty normal and I don't really feel it that much but one thing I realized was I don't think I've ever met someone in my life who didn't have something good going for them 
I feel like everyone I've met, you know, besides like strangers, because I don't really have much time with them. Everyone I've met is just really has a superpower that no one else has. And, you know, in our culture, we're taught that we're not good enough, that we do need this external um, product or service or whatever else have you experienced that uh, would increase your value, you know, a job or a degree. And yeah, that's cool and all, like to invest in yourself and to do well in Excel. But I feel like that should be more so the icing on top of your cake, you know, of you. Because uh, it's what you do and what you're learning, but it's not really who you are, you know. Like, you have gifts regardless, you know, talents, like unique traits that no one else has. And we take that for granted, you know, and we forget that we have that. And I feel like I'm barely learning that now. And I'm going to take a risk where I try to find something where I can just be myself. Because um, from the looks of it, it's not working out with a lot of jobs. You can't really be who you are. You kind of have to change a lot. Granted, that might just be one of those things about reality we have to like accept, you know. But I would like to be in, in a spot where I can be myself. And that's the thing, like, some people are just not going to like you, so what I'm going to do is, um, I'm actually going to, uh, actually, yeah, so I'm going to get to my parking spot, and I know I'm lucky, I started this episode like 10 minutes ago, I'm already home, um, but I'm going to go to my parking spot. There's something I want to read. So give me one sec. Okay. What I've learned at my job is that not everyone, everybody will like you. Some people will even despise your very existence for a small reason or for no reason at all. Some people love you. In the most genuinely significant, powerful, moving way. For some people, perfect is never enough. For others, the slightest bit of help means the world to them. It's helped me sort of learn that I am not how other people see me or how they choose to treat me or why. People miss out on sleep, or they get stepped on at work. Others have just been promoted, or married, or have had a kid. And any of these people can treat you well, or poorly, or be nice or mean. That's just who they are. My identity belongs to no one but myself. And God too, because I believe in God whatever. Um, and I think that's of significant importance. And um, that's what I'm learning like about self-esteem. Like they call it self-esteem for a reason. 
and just from talking to people, like, I realized, like, a lot of times we do attach our identity with a, a different person or this outside thing, and like I said earlier, like, life is so uncertain, you know, people make their own decisions and can just leave and it's important to have qualities in you that are part of your being just inherently part of who you are that you value because if something were to be taken from you you still have that identity and that's kind of what i'm worried about because i'm going to be um leaving this um job soon or whatever but um I'm going to have to struggle with my identity a little bit, which, you know, it's cool because I get to talk about it on here. You know, it's going to be really helpful. And, um, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be a positive experience. All of this stuff is, uh, difficult and it's helpful and positive. Like, that's just how it is, you know? The difficulty, when it ends, you kind of realize how helpful it was, uh, to push you in life and stuff. But at the time, you know, it kind of just sucks a little bit. Um, yeah, life is just kind of hard sometimes. But but I think it's hard for a reason. I think the tough stuff kind of shows you something beautiful at the end. You know, if you stick around for the end of the movie or end of an episode in your life, then uh, things work out pretty well. Um, sometimes I have the problem of, like, not being patient enough and just kind of, like, leaving something that's not working and when I should have just waited but you know I'm learning I'm learning that you do have to walk away when um things don't work out and it's not really giving up or being impatient or self-sabotage or anything it's just like you know what it's not it's not me it doesn't feel right it doesn't make sense So, yeah, like, it's hard because, you know, people rely on you and they're not your family. And you have the choice in life to walk away and to not be a part of those that person or those people's lives. And um, and that that really hurts them, you know, and and I don't want to do that to them. But at the same time, like. You know, I wanted them to get um, more help, and, and that's not gonna happen, it's gonna be really hard for them, and I don't wanna feel guilty about it, because here's the thing, when you feel guilty about leaving someone who doesn't listen to you, or when you feel guilty about leaving a situation that will make your life better, I don't think that the guilt is warranted, because if you feel guilty for wanting to improve your life, or to simply switch gears, then why can't someone else feel guilty when they want to improve themselves or when they want to feel good or do something for themselves, you know? So I've been realizing that. Because I've been through that a lot. I've been through a lot of, I don't want to say pity, but a lot of like self-deprivation, you know? And saying, oh, like, I need to live this ascetic life and... Um, not indulge so much and not treat myself so much because I don't deserve it. And other people do, but not me. And, like, I'm kind of over it, you know? Because there's things, you know, there's things in life you have to do. And, and those things that you 
need to do that you enjoy doing you're gonna have to make sacrifices to get there and you have to step up to the plate you know I was never good at sports I just enjoyed playing them and hanging out with teams so I didn't really like going I didn't really like the moments of sports where there's pressure or keeping track or keeping score and that the win counted and the loss counted I just wanted to have fun and um anyway in life um there are some times where you know the bases are loaded and you're at two strikes and there are people watching and relying on you and and you have to accept the fact that you might you might let them down And you still have to step up to the plate and go through all that. And that's part of growing up. And even being a child, you know, it's stepping up in those moments where you're afraid. And inevitably you you do get to those uh, moments of your life where it's like, this is it. It's happening. There's no, there's no going back, you know? I remember, oddly enough, um, I was like eight or something. And I'd gone to the clinic with my mom and I think they had scheduled a flu shot for me. And it was like in a month's time. I actually don't know why they told me, but whatever, it's shots. I don't like, I didn't like shots as a kid. I don't really care now, but. Um, it was a, it was for a flu shot, it was an appointment, and it was a month from when they told me, so every day for a month, I would think about that day. I would look at it, at the calendar. I probably remember the month, it might have been on October or something, I don't know, I have a weird memory, but. Every day for a month, I thought, 28 more days, 27 more days, two weeks. Oh, I have a phone call, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, it's like my niece's birthday, so my mom's calling me to, like, pick stuff up, so... I don't know. That's another thing, like, when your parents get older, you kind of have to be, like, a parent. Which is fine. Um, that's why, if you're gonna have kids, have, like, a ton. <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you. When you're, like, 80-something and you have, like, five kids, like, one of them's gonna be like, sure, I have time, so I don't know. Um... I have no idea what I was saying. So you're going to have to forgive me when I'm like under train of thought and I get a phone call. Um, I have to rewind a little bit. Yeah, so the flu shot. Um, the day came, you know, finally after this an anticipation and dread, you know. Because dread is this thing that kids experience, which is really interesting. The day came and... As a kid, you don't, like, you don't really pay attention to the lady or guy who gives you shots. You don't really know what their face is like. It's just, like, in your head. The whole experience is just, like, in your psyche. So, when they gave me my shot, I did not feel a thing. I didn't even feel pressure. I didn't even feel anything touch my skin at all. And... I realized, like, wow, 
all that time I spent thinking on that thing and I didn't feel. And today, I felt the same way. The dread, you know, the thinking every day is one day closer to that uh, moment. And I guess your brain has to process all that to, like, prepare you or something. But I realized it's going to happen anyway. I'm not going to let it, like, affect my, um... My experiences every day. Because it's going to happen either way. And those people are just going to have to deal with it. Hopefully they don't take it personally. Hopefully feelings aren't involved. I try to be nonchalant about the decisions I make. When I express them verbally to people. So, in my head, when I think about how they'll react emotionally or why they'll or how they'll question my motives or my motivation, I'll tell them I don't know, I just felt like doing something else with my life and kind of shrug a little bit because that's how I feel. I don't know. It's weird. Like, how I see reality, I just see it as, like, little conveyor belts in a very large factory. And you get to jump, like, in a little Mario game from one conveyor belt to the next. And you can jump off one and go into another one and kind of figure out where you want to go. And for me, I just feel like that's so cool, you know? And I'm lucky because not a lot of people can do that. And I don't make a billion dollars a year. I don't drive a sports car or with a little horsey on it. With a little toy horsey on it. And I don't eat at the most expensive places that I go past. But I do have options. You know, I do have the freedom to choose. Where I want to go next. And. I'm just really thankful for that. And I'm thankful that in my country, I can explain to my employer that I want to do something else with my life and and I'm not held against my will because I don't think that's good in any human system for someone to be forced to make decisions by something else. Which, again, I don't want to get into politics, but. I don't know. Freedom is pretty sweet. The freedom to choose whether this decision. I mean, let me think about this. The freedom to make a decision. Whether or not. The consequences will impact you negatively or positively. And I don't think we have that enough. I think so many so many of us are just ingrained with this idea that we have to constantly succeed and we can't mess up. Like right now, which sounds weird, I actually want to mess up. 
Like, I want to, like, fall. I want to get scabs on my knees and my elbows. I don't want to get in a car accident or anything. Like, I don't want to be all reckless, but... But I do want to, um... I do want to, um... Realize that I made a mistake for myself and I have to fix it. I'm cool with it, you know? Like, I don't think life is like a, a checker game or a chess game where... When you put the piece down, that's it. And you can't take it back. I mean, you can't take it back, but then you can still keep playing the game. And um, you can figure out, okay, that wasn't the best move. But I'm still here. I'm still in one piece. I still have my family. I still have my friends. I still have my identity, my self-esteem, my integrity, my dignity. I still have that stuff. I'm still working through stuff. So let me just keep going. Let me just keep playing this game. And, you know, pieces are added to your board. You're given a good amount of time, you know? I mean, time's running out, obviously, but you don't have a minute, you know? By the way, there's this thing I wrote at a coffee shop where it's like you only have 120 minutes to live or like 48 hours to live and how that would change how you live and like time and stuff but I can talk about that another day I can keep talking I actually have to do a lot of stuff I wanted to record this um to let you know that in life especially during a pandemic there is no certainty in anything except uncertainty and one must find comfort in uncertainty to remain stable and sane throughout their lives you have to acknowledge that there's not going to be a lot of stuff you know and that curves curveballs come left and right every day whether we see them or not every day is different every day is unique Every day presents challenges and presents rewards. And it's easier to be conscious of just the challenges, but there's both. There is both, and there's opportunities to change and challenge yourself. And when something bad happens, say to say, good, there's another lesson for the, for the day. A lesson for the day, you know? And I don't know, it's just being part of being strong. Mentally strong. Alright, I gotta do stuff. Thanks for listening, bye.